0: Listeners and welcome to the first episode of Movie Mumble, a uh, new podcast we're bringing you right here on NerdsThatGeek.com. I'm Scott Murray. You may have read some of my American Gods book-to-book-to-screen comparisons or uh, seen my cosplay galleries from last Comic-Con. I am joined by Joel Lewis. You, Howdy. You may have read some of his uh, clever and incisive comics analyses, which he's got up on NerdsThatGeek. And with us is Tim Gerard. Hello. Tim uh, wrote some. <laughs> 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 Why are you going to say it like that? Hello. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome, <Don't> everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hello. <laughs> you may have read some of Tim's uh, column write ups from last year's Comic Con, or uh, he was on the first night of the Denver Symphony podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Movie Mumble is a new monthly podcast we'll be bringing you where the whole purpose is to broaden our cinematic horizons. Uh, I sat down one day and looked at the movies on my shelf and realized a large number of them are films I never would have watched. Except that friends had, you know, made me or just <laughs> just had them on in the same room or, or a couple of classes I took and I thought, man, I really want new friends to, to show them all my cool stuff and for them to show me new stuff I'd otherwise overlook. So that's why we're here. Every month we take turns picking a film and we all watch it and then we talk about it and in an effort to know, as I said, expand our cinematic horizons. The films might be famous, they might be obscure, you might already have seen them, that's fine. What matters is that they're new to at least two of us. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we will be spoiling everything we talk about every month. Uh, This month, for our first pick, Joel was our decider. What did you bring us this month, Joel?
1: So it's uh, called Dragon Lord. It came out in 1982. It's Jackie Chan's third movie that he directed. He also starred in it, he wrote it. Choreographed it, he's basically kung fu Charlie Chaplin, and this is a great example of that. <laughs> um, just a little background about how I first came to watch it. I, I often go down the YouTube rabbit hole of Jackie Chan stunts, and just within the playlist that shuffle through, um, I saw this really cool sport sequence. It, it's 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 one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's it's basically hacky sack badminton and soccer all rolled into one and it's it was amazing the way it was shot and that's why I picked up the film in the first place and it's it's a lot of fun to
0: watch so. mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely agree the sports <laughs> sections were <laughs> captivating yeah, absolutely um, there were two particularly interesting sports sections The one Joel mentioned is the second one mm. which actually does come back to play in the in the plot yeah <laughs> kicking around the rock um, <laughs> but the first one the opening just uh, that's Shaolin soccer you said
1: well I I, I... The way I described it was, fuck Shaolin. Sha-Song. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, basic, it's kung fu rugby. Basically, is what yeah. it ends up being. They yeah. they start out with this pyramid in the middle of these four teams. I think they were with, wearing colored bandanas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have to climb to the top. And in classic kung fu sport fashion, everybody's kicking and throat-punching and dragging people and down. Taint-biting.
2: Don't forget the taint-biting. Oh, <laughs> um.
1: As they try to get to this golden egg at the top, and they, the idea is to get the golden egg to their home base and wrap it in their colored scarf and throw it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't read the uh, little IMDB Oh, yes, um, I'm sorry. Please, our, what's, our, what's our film description? Please. So the film description was, The adventures of a restless martial artist student called Dragon, who, while constantly pursuing a girl, gets involved in the affairs of a gang of thieves. Which you is know, basically the plot of every Jackie Chan
2: movie ever. It's a coming of yeah. age tale. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny though that
0: it started with that that opening sports sequence, and it shows our main character, and he's the he's the hero. He you know wins the game for the team, and then he runs off and gets into his you know adventurous mischief and chasing the girl and whatnot. And he, he, a lot of it, large chunks of it, felt very American. Yes. Which I, I suppose comes from Jackie Chan mm. in his uh, his what should i say dual cultures i suppose you know he a lot of experience with both cultures Mm -hmm. um but then you know much of the i suppose the specifics felt very unfamiliar yeah you know the the way the relationship with the father and the tutor and whatnot was a similar relationship you know responsible father to mischievous son that you might see in an american film but the the details the poetry the martial arts etc were were very unfamiliar very new to me
1: it's a very very familiar number of themes for Jackie Chan films it's always there's a stern disciplinarian in a uh, uh, part of male authority Um, but a lot of them are just like opportunities for Jackie to find funny ways to like get out of doing his
2: chores (laughs) because that's what we want to see yeah (laughs) Yeah, this
0: is is these so this was you said the third film he directed this is i presume earlier on in his notoriety then because he obviously yeah. has built quite a reputation for himself
1: right i'm not sure that this has this one crossed over this mm-hmm. early um mm-hmm. probably police story was going to be the, the big kind of the international success mm-hmm. at least as far as i i know
2: mm-hmm. yeah i think i've seen that one yeah mm-hmm. yeah which says
0: something for it yeah was <laughs> that did that feel reminiscent then do you think as, oh, as okay. much as you can remember, a police mean, story. This is <laughs>
2: back when I worked at Blockbuster, so if that <laughs> kind of helps date it for okay. you at all. The <laughs> well, police
1: story is very much more modernized. Um, mm-hmm. and he's a cop. That's why the, the third police story is called Super Cop, which is my And they, they reference him as Super Cop in the dubbed version and in the subtitle version. It's mm-hmm. quite funny. Um, we need a Super Cop. The cop that can't be stopped. That's like the tagline of the
0: film. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs>
1: But this has very similar uh, themes and plot points to, like, Drunken Master, mm-hmm. both of
0: those, kind of. There was a lot of, you pointed out, there was a lot of that environmental, Charlie like, Chaplin-esque kung yeah. fu mm-hmm. going on. That Which is been. what you
1: want watching Jackie. That's that's mm-hmm. what you buy the ticket for, is to see him interact with the environment. Because that's something, yeah. like, before Jackie, you would get a lot of guys kind of acting like they're going to jump in the middle, and then there's one guy in the middle fighting.
0: Bruce Lee, The yep. he stands and holds the room, and... Right wave after wave of bad guys come at him
1: and he, Jackie will grab anything we saw <laughs> him break a, uh, uh, a ladder and then he uses those pieces the later broken ladder yeah yeah,
2: yeah
0: absolutely oh. mm-hmm.
2: yeah my favorite with the, 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 the Charlie Chaplin was there was one Chaplin movie I had seen and it's one where, you know, there's the side of a house that falls down and where he's standing, the window yeah. goes right around him and he's like untouched. And they had like that exact thing happen in this. I mean, it was a smaller wall, but, you know, this thing falls and he's just kind of standing there like half dazed, half I meant to do that. Yeah. And that was the, that was when I was like, oh, wow, like I, I recognize that I get that yeah. reference. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it was it was beautiful. That's um, certainly another representation of the American cinema influences yeah, definitely. reaching across oceans. It Especially almost, Chaplin. Chaplin was mm.
1: famous internationally. The French loved Chaplin. I mean, the Italians loved Chaplin. Because I mean, because it was silent and humor mm-hmm. is universal. Yeah, it definitely makes sense why it would have gotten that far.
0: Absolutely. Um, his, his, it remains in American cinema today. So there's, you know, whatever, whatever you watch, the, the shockwaves can be felt.
1: So we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the framing of some of the Cinematography, <laughs> yes. We
0: cannot let that go. So let, let's give you a plot overview first. So then we can talk about the framing, because the framing turns out that it's actually... Uh, really effective. There's a lot of purpose to it. Um,
1: <laughs> Though in the moment, it did not seem so. Yes.
0: There's a bit of... Well, there's a lot of sort of the, the just mischievous, comedic, youthful hijinks to set up, to set up our characters on a situation that eventually intersects with the more malicious, the bad guys and their malicious plots. I felt like that youthful hygiene segment took a long time to Maybe go anywhere. Was, yeah. mm. And uh, as a result, as a result, the framing, well, the framing provided us our own entertainment. Right. Um, <laughs> Why is that spear covering his face? <laughs> yeah, there's a point where the big bad evil guy is standing in the middle of a courtyard full of dudes, and there's a spear, just middle of the shine. Right in front of his face. Apparently,
1: for no reason. Uh-huh,
0: there's there's a shot in a mirror, in a, in a dirty, scratched mirror. Very bad. That stuff. zooms out onto the full room, for no reason other than oh, this looks cool. When I saw it in a movie once, you know. They're, they're and actually, all...
1: the very first scene that we see the bad guy, and it's poorly lit. Everybody's mm-hmm. dark. Nobody can see their faces, and it's kind of like, why are we shooting this at night? <laughs> yeah. these these must All these bad, bad guy guy guys.
0: scenes. The, when he's dark. standing with the sun behind him, and it's washing his face out. Dark. All these bad guy scenes were shot. So, I mean, I—I'll I, say poorly, although you'll see why I'm hesitant to use that in a moment. I—I I joked with the guys we were watching. It was like, man, whoever they got to do their second unit cinematography, so uh, you know, cousin Ed down the street. <laughs> Jackie's cousin Ed. Yeah. And <laughs> <Jen>. <laughs> Come on, Jackie, let me help. Okay,
1: hold this camera here. Don't move. <laughs> the spearhead mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> hello as it turned out there was a purpose yeah the big reveal the big reveal yes of the eye the eye uh, yeah the uh, the, eye. the stepping into what would be the climactic fight our big bad evil guy steps in and we see his face for the first time and uh he has a milky white scary <laughs> eye <laughs> it, it sparkled I swear I saw it some post-production sparkle <laughs> yeah. and there's a there.
1: great great like three shot where it's Quick cuts where it's zooming in
0: on yep. the eyes, like, "Hey, dun, this is why." Yeah, <laughs> closer every time. It was so gross.
1: It <laughs> totally justified all the weird framing of why they did those. Because yeah. it, it looked juvenile. It yeah, looked like they
0: clumsily done. Yeah, mm-hmm. they weren't. Do,
1: but it was all done with purpose, which
0: mm-hmm. is, <laughs> which was great. That just yeah, that sort of encapsulates the whole film for me. I think mm-hmm. the whole feeling was people with a lot of good ideas were learning some of the more complicated, bigger problems about making a film. Right. And really starting to, to step up and step into their own. That was just sort of the feeling I got. Because, you know, we had this, oh, that was so clumsily done. Oh, it was for a reveal. And, you know, what might come later is those earlier shots might not be so obviously strange. Right. But it, it, it felt good.
1: And the thing, juxtaposed with those kind of poorly framed frames, it was these really gorgeous action sequences. Mm-hmm. The, the the Shaolin rugby and, and Shaolin soccer with Hacky sack are great at putting action on frame. Mm-hmm. Those The narrative of those sporting events was so well captured, and the choreography. They, there's a oh point with the rugby scene where there's 20 guys making leaps and impacting guys below them. That is one of the greatest dog piles mm-hmm. I've ever seen on film, and it's so well choreographed. Agree. And then at one point, the, the pyramid that they climb collapses. This bamboo structure collapses with people still on it, 30 or 40 people. And so the, the ability to put that on frame without getting anybody hurt mm-hmm. is, is spectacular. And it's it, that was kind of the... As we were watching these poorly framed shots, it's like, okay, well, you can still see that Jackie knows how to put stunt on screen. Mm-hmm.
0: That, yeah, that was brilliant. There were... these. Just the framing, like you said, the, everything that was in frame felt good. Felt like you wanted to see it and was supposed to be. Nothing unnecessary was added, and it didn't feel like anything was cut off. There were just, you know, five or six second strings of kung fu mm-hmm. in the, especially in the big fight with the boss guy at the end, that were just beautiful to watch. And we didn't have to worry about shaky camera or weird cuts. It was just two guys in front of us, and we watched them fight, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That actually reminded me. It just it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable about the Jason Bourne movies. <laughs> which I love, which I absolutely love. But you know, and, and the, the quick cut camera system works there. It serves a purpose. But it's something that a lot of people have jumped onto the bandwagon of. And it you know, it's sort of acting as a crutch, a replacement for good choreography, for stuff that looks good as See, a and, whole.
1: And the modern response to that has been jump wick. Mm-hmm. They p- just put it on him and Keanu just goes through. Like that that is, he It's, beautiful. it's, beautiful. Stuff. it's um, beautiful. And it's it's a throwback. That's that's what Jackie does. Mm-hmm. He sets up the camera and you get to watch the dance of the fight. And you know that he was he he's doing all of these moves in sequence. You have to have a starting point and an ending point mm-hmm. and it's all planned out. Especially with the shuttlecock uh soccer Mm -hmm. like though for them to have so
0: many people acting on the shuttlecock exactly that you you had to be planned ahead and timed choreographed like a dance like a musical
1: yeah and and watching it it's like okay when you set up shots for like a football movie football has certain formations and stuff and you're setting up and you can kind of control the momentum of how it works Mm -hmm. with that it just seemed like there's so much not just uh Horizontal, but vertical, Mm -hmm. with the arc of the shuttlecock and people jumping up and down, and like Mm -hmm. trying to get it so that kicks land a certain way, or they get close enough to see that you're hitting somebody, but without actually making contact. the 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 dance choreography of that was just—I mean, that's what sold me on the film Mm in the first
0: place. The you just reminded me. It reminds me of those old stick figure animations we used to get the Zao Zao and Shock and the old Kung Fu stuff mm-hmm. where it was just here's a rectangular shape with a room in it and a couple of stick figures or two or ten or a thousand and they're just gonna beat the snot out of each other. And there is no camera work. It's just some dude with a Microsoft Paint and his Flash animator. Mm-hmm. But much like this Jackie Chan film the choreography has to be good because you just you just watch it there it is. It's that same spark of uh, spark of inspiration I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do want to mention this was this was my first Jackie Chan film in a long time. Really? Mm-hmm. And you too, Tim? Yeah. Um, it was since my first blockbuster days. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: quit rapidly becoming the blockbuster days guy. <laughs> <laughs> you have a blockbuster days segment.
0: <laughs> it was my first non-American Jackie Chan film actually. Like yeah. I think I've seen 2 of the 3 Rush Hours. Okay. And um I mean I can't even recall now. I think at least one other film. I, I watched the, his animated like TV Shanghai series Nights for a or while. something. It might have been.
1: Shanghai Noon was the first one.
0: uh,
2: Yeah, the. But I've never
0: seen these films that made him famous. The films on which he built his reputation. Oh wow. I don't want to say reputation. He built his what he's known for his Mm -hmm. his repertoire. Yeah. And uh, you know, also just only being 24, a lot of the the 80s. You know, I only only see it through what people remember. Some of the bigger monoliths, Mm -hmm. things like Robocop or the Terminator, but as a whole there was so much more going on right and jackie chan was one of those big important things so this was i guess this was really my first proper jackie chan film huh which,
1: Tim, had, you, had you seen any more chinese
2: um as far as jackie chan i've seen um i had seen one of the drunken masters i think you said there were two yeah um i think it was legend of drunken master okay, so that's yeah, a i saw, sequel. I saw okay. one of those yeah. um they're oh, both
1: fun. So the second one's definitely the most known. Oh, okay.
2: One. Yeah, that one it did seem to be more, like, Americanized with, like, you know, new uh, cover artwork kind of thing. Yeah. And he drinks the kerosene at the end. It's yeah. Great sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like, the the ones with Owen Wilson and uh, Rush Hour. But, yeah, I, I think yeah this is probably and i think i did see uh one of the one of the super cop ones or whatever i forget which one that was but yeah this was the this was definitely the oldest one the, the more most traditional one of his that i've mm-hmm. seen gotcha.
1: yeah i've i don't want to say i've seen most jackie chan movies but i own most of them <laughs> um well so have you have seen been... them
0: all then or well, no, I, <laughs> have they been collecting I, dust on yourself well in,
1: collecting dust but I, oh, okay. I have them in multi-disc okay. sets so I, I've mm-hmm. seen bits and pieces I've seen Project A 1 and 2 mm-hmm. seen Operation Condor, Condor 1 and 2 I've started Fantasy Mission Force um started yeah uh. well cause it's an ensemble film it's not centered on Jackie mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not as well written is it the okay.
2: expendables of Kung Fu movies a little bit
1: <laughs> and it's also like a bad copy like the, the one that they used for the DVD is not oh. well mm. put together mm. um in Bronx, I've seen, I've seen Super Cup, uh, Police Story 1 and 2, and then 4, which is Jackie Chan's first strike, which has one of the ma- most amazing sequences ever. It's where he's got the uh, um, Ascension Ladder in the, the studio oh in I think in I've Australia. seen that in Australia yeah uh-huh. he kicks the crap out of this room of guys with this, this ladder across his back it's the coolest oh thing. I think I, I've I, seen that i a that yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. One's, that one's really good you know internet
0: lists of their favorite Kung Fu moments yeah sort yeah. Of thing, right? um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah I've seen Police Story 5 which just recently recently came out kind of gave it a die hardy kind of reboot kind of thing which was cool um Shanghai Noon Shanghai Nights Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3 um Oh, my favorite Jackie Chan movie is called Wheels on Meals, and it's (laughs) him and his. a Jackie Chan title? It's so great, and it's but it's (sighs) it's set in Spain, and he and his um, they're they're just roommates in the film, Um, but they have like a uh, food truck, and then they 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 just at one point they're fencing, which is really cool, and they both have uh, like those um, the wooden man. Uh, training oh yeah, yeah apparatus yeah. things. And so the the opening sequence is them getting up and uh, the guy who's not Jackie doing this really integrate like good workout and then Jackie's waking up and he goes over and he just does one move and then goes to shower. It's a great <laughs> they're a great pairing and it's it's the, the final sequence, Jackie gets as beat up as I've ever seen it. Like there's uh the the bad guy is this um he was a famous kickboxer at the time i I don't know what his name was but he just beats the crap out of jackie like worse than anything else and i think this one came out would have been early 90s -hmm. okay i've yet to get that one on dvd
0: you just you reminded me of uh that sort of textbook sequence the jackie films and most kung fu films actually a lot of films in general follow of uh you know, our hero meets a challenge and meets a few ELA successes, and then he's defeated, and then he goes back and re- recovers himself, yeah. and then he yeah. wins. And In the film we watched here, Dragon Strike, was it?
1: Or Dragon Lord. Uh, Dragon,
0: two sure. That, much like the way the early mischievous hijinks felt very long, the whole film sort of felt condensed into its second half. Yeah. And that sequence felt sort of, uh, we had a pro- prototypical version of it. Yeah. In that we didn't get our first real fight for a while and then we didn't have a serious loss. It all really happened in that big bad evil guy fight at the end right, with the MOKI. Yeah. Um Jackie and uh Mars, or I guess Cowboy was the character's name. Yeah, <laughs> who who was never referred to like that as, as Cowboy at all. um <laughs> you know, are fighting to defend the uncle and the wounded traitor and, and they 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 give up.
1: Yeah. Well that and that sequence is is definitely the kind of it reaffirms those two characters' relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives them something to fight against. And then Jackie kind of has that defeat and rally in in this... All within one fight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really feel the fatigue in that sequence. It goes on mm-hmm. for a long time and you get...
0: It, it gets less and less polished at least in the moves. That was it, great. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Because the, the villain got less polished too. Yeah. He got more tired. There wasn't just the... The sense of the strong, monolithic villain—you know, the wall against which the hero breaks—they they both were exhausted. There was that beautiful sequence where the villain's hanging onto a pole, not not trying not to fall from the loft, and Jackie's just hanging onto him, just yanking him. And they're both just like—he's <laughs> yanking on the villain, and the villain's like shaking. They're like children because the
2: fight has just gone on that long. We ran out of moves, guys.
1: And it would have made for some interesting gifts. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> A lot of, uh, lot of latent
0: homoeroticism
1: in kung fu film. Maybe the internet can provide. Yeah, or we can. Or <laughs> yeah. We can, sure,
0: sure. Mm. That uh, so let's let's step back and talk about kung fu films in general, if you want. because uh, I I've been thinking since we've been sitting here that although I've always enjoyed most of them, I haven't made a lot of effort to seek them out. Uh, the First two Ip Man movies, the the rush hours that I mentioned. Um. A lot of it turns into mixed things like John Wick or Jason Bourne, where they're fighting movies of a sort, but not necessarily kung fu. And uh, it just it sort of occurred to me that there's a whole chunk of cinematic history here that I'm I've only dipped my toes into. Mm. You, know, you you've already talked, to Joel, about how well versed you are in the Jackie Chan side of things. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I don't know how much um, kung fu you've
2: engaged in. I did. Go down um, a certain period of my life. I won't mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did. Uh, blockbuster.
1: <laughs> I did go now, down. Blockbuster video. <laughs> Tim. Tim. <Yes. laughs> I. I deal with him about your late fees. VHS videos <laughs> from the past, courtesy of Tim.
2: Don't worry. He'll rewind them for you. No <laughs> need to rewind. <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: no, they're due at noon now. It's been that way for a year. It's not midnight anymore. It's noon.
1: You can't bring half a loyalty card in here. What,
0: <laughs> what happened to the other half?
2: Okay, I'm sorry. No, please. Okay. please. <coughs> Thank you for allowing me to relive that. <laughs> um, Anytime. But I, I had gone down a pretty a pretty big uh, Jet Li rabbit hole. Mm. Um, And I, I really dug his stuff. And I, I dipped into some of his older stuff. Um, I I can't for the life of me remember any of the names of them. I think one of them was Fist of Legend because I remember I think I remember like reading that that was one of his best ones. I think. Is that early, early year? I think so. It, it was there was almost this like militaristic type thing. It wasn't like you know when you think of um, you know something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon right. or Hero like that kind of like I don't even know what you would call it. But um, but this like you know everyone it's had like the whoosh, green uh, military okay. uniform. Gotcha. Um, but uh so it was it was really weird like to, to not see that sort of uh, you know the more mythological looking type kung fu fights like they were i think they're meant to be like way like more real and gritty and i think there, there was still was wire work but it wasn't the sort of you know crouching tiger running on the trees type stuff like it was more like okay this is like a room full of dudes fighting and. um but like i remember reading too that that um jet lee Li is like, like one of the fastest where they actually have to slow stuff yep. down to be able to see the moves and it it was it was incredible and and um you know it was it was interesting to see him too whenever he wasn't having to speak english in a film he was like a way better actor like you could just tell everything was more natural and like um so that so that was really cool um maybe at some point i should research those cuz yeah there were, there were just so many incredible fights there so many um yeah the like the way they were kind of gritty and and real and um, you know almost this sense you know and we know they're choreographed but i think the idea is supposed to be that you know these guys have been doing this for so long so much of their life it's all reflex you know and and you know you know somehow you definitely got that sense you know probably kind of like with jackie chan the whole just like using what's around him kind of thing and easily adapting to what they're doing um so it was really really cool i also like when they'll sort of yeah like add like weapons or other things you you kind of throughout the movies graduate from just like hand-to-hand combat to like okay now we're using weapons on top of that and how they'll you know adapt to the different weapons like oh well you've got this thing and i've got a sword so how okay and you know two weapons is different from one weapon is different from no weapons right yeah and um you know like like it's one thing to see two people fighting against each other with swords but Mm -hmm. if you know you know, one's got a bow staff and the other one's got swords. It's like, oh, how does how do you do that? You know, where you're mm-hmm. still, you know, uh, countering the attacks and stuff like
0: the that. they've each studied um, how to handle the
2: asymmetric right. fight. Yeah.
0: See,
1: all of the things you're describing right now mm-hmm. is why I did not like the Iron Fist Netflix show.
2: Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's what I wanted. Is <laughs> that level. Mm-hmm. That's, yes. Yeah. This is what
1: I want from Kung Fu-centered anything. Yeah. Is the idea that it's improvisational and it's these i the idea that it's become natural and you're using what's around and people have mm. different skill sets and different specializations within those classic weapons yeah and jetly does that amazing mhm um, yeah what is the one where he's been like muzzled for a long time and he like plays the piano and then he like He's like, the, he's like a they have like this dog fighting ring, but it's humans. Like, they've taken these people off the streets. Uh, I, and it, I don't know. It's yeah, a great Jet Li no, movie. are asking it's, the wrong guys. It's one yeah. of the, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Jet, yeah,
2: find out. We'll do that one next. Yeah, sure, yeah. Jet, Jet <laughs> we'll is we'll a, do just Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. Kung Fu podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> We're mumbling because our yeah. faces have been kicked in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Jet, Jet is another big hole in my Kung Fu. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a single Jet Li movie, actually. Oh, um, I'm trying... I'm going back. I'm trying to think. Um.
2: Like even more like the American... Mon- oh, yeah, one. I was going to say. That I yeah. saw. And that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hero, Cop two Two DVD copies of Hero have been sitting on the shelf in the cupboard in my house where I grew up since the film came out. And I think <laughs> they're both still in their plastic wrap. Oh, Hero is gorgeous. Oh, my God. Because I, I just... I, I never bothered. <laughs> way too
1: early. Like, I was still in high school like oh, okay. or like freshman year mm-hmm. so there was, mm-hmm. there's some stuff that goes on in that film and it's really slow mm-hmm. if you're not watching it for how beautifully framed it is I feel less yeah. bad now
0: about waiting mm-hmm. although I waited a bit too long perhaps no, <laughs> right. it's never too late to <laughs> watch it. oh well no not that it's too late but mm-hmm. maybe I should have already yeah that um the, the saw something too early I think there were there were a couple of major films people will recognize that I definitely saw Too early. Well, one was the Big Lebowski. I think I was still a little too young for that.
1: (laughs) I think I'm still too
0: young. (laughs) Sure. I've gone and seen it again, and it turns out I don't like it, just in terms of personal taste. But I was Mm -hmm. definitely was too young. Now I can look and see things and go. Oh, (laughs) part of an Um, audience right now. It
2: it helps to watch it with a friend who loves it. That's that was my experience. I watched it once. I was like. And then, like, a friend of mine was like, oh, but when they see this part, when they do that, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, like, and then we watched and I mean, well, I, I except for the one part when, when John Turturro is fucking polishing that that fucking bowling ball, I mean, like, I could just watch a loop of that was, indefinitely. I mean, I'll admit, I love to quote it. It's endlessly
0: quotable. <laughs> um, I mean, so the second one, which wasn't a case of age so much, it was just a case of changing tastes, was The Lord of the Rings. Wow. I, for the longest time, I just wasn't into the, the high fantasy as a whole, hmm. magic and, and elves and races and whatnot, it just that whole general thing just kind of didn't appeal to me. Think you're better than me? Um <laughs> so when <laughs> so,
2: can uh, okay. come from me.
0: so when I <laughs> too. Well, okay. So when I watched it you know, I watched the first one and I ended up turning it off. And it didn't help that when the second one came out, everyone just told me to watch it. But you can't you can't skip fellowship. Oh god so I ended I up mean, not, not watching those all through until college. That said, I did try. I tried to watch Fellowship like four times. It got interrupted somehow. Something. The fourth time it was at my cousin's house, and there was a power outage. Oh God! I kid God you not. God is yeah, not want, want yeah. to watch Fellowship. <laughs> it was uh, it was right when Frodo gets stabbed. They're in the mine, and and the big the, the cave troll and. Enfardo gets stabbed. Which and he, time he gets stabbed? The first, yeah, the first second, eighteenth no, time. time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone gasps. You know, they go to the, every member of the cast and show them all. Go. Oh no! Gas! 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 Power oh, outage. Yeah. But, like another five seconds, he would have seen the mithril and he was fine. <laughs> I swear, someone was outside their house at the fuse box, like looking through the window, waiting for that <laughs> moment. Um, but, uh, fellowship is a bit yeah. of a slog.
1: It's a long yeah. first one. Yeah, but but it, in keeping with it. that.
0: I I didn't have enough personal interest in the kung fu movies specific separate from fighting films to really go seek them out gotcha. and now that I'm older I'm seeing them and constantly loving them and just wondering what was I doing <laughs> so. see
1: I, I go into kung fu and western mode when I house it which I'm doing mm-hmm. now so anything western anything kung fu mm-hmm. I eat it up and um Another like modern day kung fu that I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. was Ip Man was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've
0: only seen two of the four so far, but the first two. But yeah, I'm working on it.
1: It's a weird continuity because there's some that are <laughs> about that character, but they're not the same film franchise, which is are, very strange.
0: Aren't there only the four?
1: No, because there's there's like one where he's really ancient, and it's not the same actor. It's not. Uh,
2: oh well, I mean they. It, Is it like a mythological creature? Made about the
1: man, sure, but I mean, he's Bruce. He's a real guy. Yeah. Who's played Bruce Lee?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So. But Donnie Yen made four so far. Is it four? Mm -hmm. Maybe
1: I I know I've seen one,
0: two, and then a prequel, and then three.
1: (laughs) Okay, that might be where I may not have seen the prequel. Those are good though. mm -hmm. But uh, one of my favorite modern ones is Ongbok. You seen this? Muay no, Thai. No, no it's no. Tony Ja. and it's it's like it's like the Raid level. Oh, no, and a I loved. Raid, oh, raid one and two are really good. You haven't oh, seen, seen those. two,
2: right? No. Those? I mean, that's put them on the list. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll just have a kung fu watching it, it's, club. It's like Kung Fu Dread. Oh, okay. Did you see Dread? No. so I shouldn't have said okay I was just going along with it I had no idea what you were were talking about throwing lines
0: at you here I'm just watching (laughs) them go
2: by Um, watch my eyes glass over yeah that was crazy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Unbach uh, 1 is really good 2 and 3 are entertaining but the mm -hmm. first one's one of my favorite movies of all time
0: Um, it's just a I mean I can't speak to Unbach but coming back to Ip Man it it sort of blended our more modern Fu cinematography With Jackie Chan's steady shot because you get steady shots but you get a lot of shorter ones that are then cut together not super quickly but quickly Mm -hmm. it's sort of an interesting middle ground and I wonder how much of that comes from just just modern filmmaking the fact that the big man films are much newer and we've seen a lot more trends come and go and how much of that comes from the uh, from Donnie Yen and his specific choices for framing the choreography and that's, that's
1: another, is that Hong kong century production?
0: Uh, the second one is. okay. Or, I mean, the second one takes place in Hong Kong, I suppose, but gotcha. production... Yeah, because Don Yan's from Hong Kong, isn't he? I believe so. I think so. So, sure, if, if you mean in terms of the filmmaking yeah, environment, sure. yes. I think they're all...
1: It's just interesting to see how that process has evolved and moved away from its roots but then back, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of still bearing the...
0: The, the circular sort of uh, trend yeah. that that we see here in American cinema with well, just with superhero movies. I mean there was uh, there was the old Supermans, which there were four of how many? Four, three, four. five? Two. Two. <laughs> um, yes, two. Two, uh, then, two. And then there were the the the, the <laughs> four I mean two Batmans, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> which um, the, the, the first two and then the other two. I killed the dinosaurs in <laughs> the Ice Age. Um, and you know, because there was a time when superheroes captivated the world. And not so much in film. You know, certainly Adam West and TV and always in print. Right. But there was that, that kind of just dead stretch after mm-hmm. the, the four other Batman films were done where we didn't really get a whole lot until Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. and then for a while it looked like spider-man would stand on its own and then we got the first dark knight the batman begins and then marvel just brought it all roaring back into the marvel and disney had brought it all roaring back to the front i mean post
1: spider-man we did get
0: two fantastic four films and a superman return oh i'd forgotten about those completely
1: (laughs) i just i blocked them out they're infinitely more watchable than the most recent Fantastic yeah
0: (laughs) see i didn't see i saw the how, so how many Fantastic Four films have we okay. had three I saw the most recent
1: which you enjoyed I think we had I this did. conversation it was, it
0: was, you know it was fine there was a lot of good potential there it wasn't quite realized but there were good pieces and I saw the first I did not
2: see The Silver Surfer oh dear
1: that's a whole so. different that conversation
0: <laughs> Its own, its own <laughs> conversation
2: you know I, I I think we've talked about this yeah like I, I try not to be negative about films when I'm watching them just because mm-hmm. it's like okay like you know, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm missing something. But there were just some films that I watched, and I'm like, who did they make this for? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the the most recent Fantastic Four. Like like like, who said like, oh, this is a great idea, and these people are gonna love it. Like who 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 was in this meeting? You know, like who greenlit this? Like who said like, no, yeah, that's we. That's it where the that's where I the yeah mean, yeah that's where the others went wrong, and that's what we need shrugged. to fix and do this instead. And I was just kind of, like, watching it the whole time, like, is this real life? Am I dreaming? Like, am I having a dream, (laughs) like, a fever dream that I'm going to see Fantastic Four, and this is what my mind is putting together? Uh, Well, yeah, if they were going to make a movie, uh, it would be like this, and it would have this, and uh, Mm -hmm. this is what Doctor Doom would be like, sure, you know, like...
0: Sure. You know, it's funny, because I didn't have that problem with this, with Dragon... Strike, raid, <laughs> attack, dragon, attack, dragon thing. <laughs> dragon dragon, Lord. Lord. dragon Man. Okay. Dra- dragon Strike. Dragon Those Lord. Are two options. Lord and dragon Strike. Dragon. I'm never going to. Anyway. The third one he directed. <laughs> I didn't remember. I didn't have this problem with this. the, the Who did they make this for? Mm-hmm. Because it just, it just hit so many familiar tones. Right. The mischievous youths getting involved in something bigger, and then the, you know, pretty, frankly, pretty killer kung fu action at the end. It, a lot of these movies have been made. Yeah. and they're made because they're fun mm-hmm. right? and this was fun it really was I had a really similar was.
1: experience uh, yesterday I was watching the very first Fast and Furious like okay. this, is, this is black and white I As... saw that on your desk yeah so <laughs> my boss Jerry let me borrow it oh,
0: nice. so by very first do we mean there wasn't one from like decades ago that I'm missing right we we mean
1: no this is the decades ago that oh this missed. is there is one yeah okay I did not know that it has no connection with the 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 current franchises mm-hmm. there's there's very little in common it's just sharing the name okay on. it's not no um, but it was kind of the situation where i put in a movie that's black and white it's it's only got a run in time about 70 minutes mm-hmm. it it it's not doing anything particularly ambitious but it just feels like something that you would watch at drive it something that's on that's entertaining for what it is that you you put You have a little critical analysis of it, but it's just fun. It's just this is what you used to go and see, and it it was an interesting kind of coming to this. I mean, point of this club is to share stuff, and the first thirty minutes of this is pretty. This movie we just watched was slow, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, Mm -hmm. but it, 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 like you said, it's kind of you don't bring that same expectation based analysis to it because it's from a certain era and mm-hmm. it touches upon certain different things mm-hmm. um yeah that's a little the,
0: no, no absolutely <laughs> the, expe- the different expectations you get based on the context of a film yeah and how knowing or not knowing certain chunks of that context can completely change the way you experience the movie yeah although i thank you for bringing up that is the point of movie mumble that Maybe if I'd seen this on Netflix and put it on one day or just come across it on television, I, I don't think I would have pushed through those first 30 minutes. Not because they were bad outright, but just because they were slow, weren't really holding my hand. I would have just moved on. But uh, instead, we finished it, and I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was Yeah, there was a great purpose to that. Yeah. There was something about this that struck me I mentioned earlier as there as, as were parts that felt very American. Mm. Um, but there was something about the the overall lightheartedness that other than just being for fun, which it was, it felt almost a little timid. Mm. Um, which I realize is a bit strange when the film had so much youthful mischief in it. Yeah. it, it just, There were parts of it that felt a little bit... Yeah, timid is the only word I have. I guess sort of, um, sort of restricted. Like maybe they would have liked to be a little more, uh, more drastic.
1: Hmm. There's definitely political commentary going on in it about the, mm-hmm. the, the. I mean, this is a, a big theme in most of Jackie's films. Is that there's and this is a plot thing we didn't even talk about yet because mm-hmm. we were we're trying to talk about the plot where. There's a, a group of thieves that are stealing Chinese artifacts and selling them to colonialists, mm-hmm. and that that's very
0: film takes place roughly in the mid 1800s, maybe earlier. Yeah. There's a b- the gun, which is the only one we see. It's it's a muzzle loading weapon, yeah. so that's about our only clue to the yeah. To the and time.
1: like specifically about that, it, it's interesting that they have this kind of commentary on Western uh, consumerism and, mm-hmm. and, and and materialism because. Yeah. The the, the um, cowboy character. His father's very wealthy, and he's getting all these new things, is. like both, the rifle. Both fathers are very wealthy. Yeah, but this the cowboy's father is directly related to the thieves. Yes. That we find out. No, yeah, not related right, to, right. but in in dealings with him. So he's getting a lot of westernized stuff. stuff. Yeah, the pants like, with the zipper that Bars yeah. is
0: wearing, and, and the, oh, the gun yeah. and the can- the telescope, all that sort of thing,
1: and the the pocket watch that sings. Yeah, or doesn't sing, but well, it has so. mm-hmm. the, the music, the music box, box pocket watch, right? Yeah, yeah. it's so interesting. It, it, yeah, it's got it's got little bits and pieces of okay. There's this Western influence that's trying to rob this culture, but it's not as pointedly about that. Yeah, and I don't it's know if about that's
0: the s- consumerism, which is inherent in Western culture, mm-hmm. not about the exploitation that was inherent in right. colonialism.
1: And it, it was kind of weird to see the the confusion. That Jackie and uh well I guess Dragon was the name of Jackie's character. But those two
0: characters Dragon and Cowboy, Jackie and Morrison. Yeah.
2: Well yeah. I wonder why if that like was why his name was supposed to be Cowboy because it was his father that was kind of in cahoots and kind of dealing with the that that yeah. But but I, so I wonder if it was almost because we watched the dubbed version, so I wonder if that was sort of a, a decision made like, oh well. You know, the people who were adding the, the English dubbing to be like, yeah, we don't want to turn it into this East Against West thing. You know, like, let's use his real name. Because, yeah, they called him Mars, which is the the, the actor's real name throughout the whole film. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. That was something, we watched it with a dub. We had the option of uh, an English dub or of subtitles. We just went with the dub. Because I'm just, bad at reading. Well, because, <laughs> I mean, why not? I Do you know any major differences, Joel? Have you seen both ways? Do you? I know sometimes that can be really important, and sometimes it can just be issues of phrasing and okay, vocabulary really <laughs> choice. I don't think I've
1: seen this one with subs. Okay. Um, usually, when I'm watching Jackie Chan films, the main difference between sub and dub is the fact that, for the most part, Jackie does Jackie's characters' English dubbing. Mm-hmm. But there are certain examples in Hollywood early where they got real generic playing yeah white guy to do oh it. yeah and it's really really distracting and that's usually why i choose to, to switch over Yeah, i don't think it's it's as stark a contrast as say like the godzilla films where oh right right dubbed right. and well original <laughs> japanese version of gojira is very very different from the american
0: that's part. where the entire stereotype of mouths moving with no words coming yeah. out you know comes from yeah
1: yeah so i i think because jackie had so much input Maybe not on the the American or Western distribution side of it, yes, but I I don't think there would be too much deviation, Mm -hmm. at least from what I've
0: seen. Sure, sure.
1: But what what I was saying about the musket and their interaction with the musket Mm -hmm. was really interesting, because it's almost like, it's that childlike mischievousness, but it's almost like a portrayal of Asian culture as not as smart yeah. not being able to figure it out because it's kind of comical yeah. it's got a duck ignorance is ratus. too strong
0: a term mm. but it's more that they were less less concerned with, with the... exploring foreign concepts mm-hmm. because they you know they, they all had the sacredness of the temple the big fight there and they all knew the different sprigs and how to do their prayers and all that sort of thing but, but then you know the musket comes up and it's just this this toy for some slapstick humor as is the canon right um as is the, the mm-hmm. music box pocket watch a sort of pretty trinket mm-hmm. you know uh, there was definitely a again isolationism is too strong a term but mm-hmm. just sort of a naivety. maybe yeah they, they're just mm, lack of concern I suppose gotcha. doesn't
1: carry the same kind of weight because they just don't experience all mm-hmm. the time it's, it's this new novel
0: thing Exactly. It. gotcha mm-hmm. it's Particularly interesting that. I mean, we mentioned earlier, deku Chan has a lot of depth in in both cultures, and it was particularly interesting the the political statements we got here mm-hmm. that they were they were fairly subtle and, and they weren't particularly uh, pointed, as you said. But they're there, they're absolutely there, mm-hmm. and
1: and they keep re- they, these are familiar mm-hmm. themes. He comes back to them, so mm-hmm. this, this is the narrative by and large the narrative that it continues to tell
0: Mm -hmm. it's neat to see the beginnings of that and it makes me wonder about bringing his films over to the U.S. Mm. from a a studio standpoint because you know let's face it politics is in movies of course it is it's in everything and there are films that have had their, their U.S. localizations and or distributions and such held up or just prevented completely because of political discomfort, or you know, just outright, uh, outright bias, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's funny that Jackie you know, Chan, you know, has become such a big thing, big name, when all of these films hold a lot of those themes.
1: I think your choice of the word "funny" is the reason, mm-hmm. because it's so Jackie's never the vindictive badass or the 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 chest pumping badass he—he mm-hmm. he, you can see him when he gets hurt you can see him try to avoid a fight you can see him run away he I think there, there's very little bravado about the characters mm-hmm. that he plays and I think because the way his characters act is, is comedic and the way he sets things up it's funny that might have been played a part in disarming maybe some of that political commentary that he makes mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it's What's there is a little more subtle, and mm-hmm. then the humor helps temper the point. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, Joel. I think that's absolutely a major factor.
1: He's just damn charming as a <laughs> human being. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Did you guys see his uh, Lifetime Achievement Academy Award no, acceptance no. speech? No. <laughs> it's so sweet, and it was really sad that he didn't get to... It was like the, the night before, because that's when they do all the, yeah. the technical and all those things. And he finally got up and got to give a speech, and he's like, I broke so many bones for this. I'm so <laughs> happy to be recognized for... it." I mean, he, they, yeah. the man has done really consistently fun, entertaining, innovative mm-hmm. stunts, the way he writes things, the way he puts things on screen. It, it, it's, it's a great little... Corner of film history to follow what he's done, and
0: he, yeah, it's easy to overlook too it, because it's a piece of a genre, yeah. It, mm. And uh, shortly after a couple of my first Jackie Chan films, I, I was talking to somebody, I'm never gonna remember the, most of the conversation now, but they knew better than me, they knew how important he was. That, as you said, he's made a little piece of film history. He's got his name on it mm-hmm. it's for him and that that just never came through somehow in the admittedly few films i watched and what i heard from word of mouth maybe because of the the comedy elements sort of you know shunting things to the side or but i think largely just because i wasn't exploring that entire continent mm-hmm. of film but it was, it was it was shocking to me like oh you mean the the funny the funny kung fu guy like he's that influential yeah he is <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely is
2: my grandmother knows who he is really yeah like i remember one time her you know saying about either some movie she she watched and i was like wow like my grandmother knows who like this famous kung fu actor is like Mm -hmm. that's that i mean that yeah that's gonna say something that he kind of crossed the genres like that you know and like Mm
1: -hmm. cross-generational yeah absolutely my dad met him Really? No. Fun. So my, my dad used to work at the Cooper Theater, which was right here on Broadway Boulevard, uh, Colorado Boulevard. Like um, where, uh, on on Broadway, Broadway, Broadway or on Colorado? <laughs> on Colorado Boulevard. On Colorado, okay. Um, so like where the Qdoba is and uh, uh, those dealerships used to be this huge multiplex, and there was like a, a, a recreation center where they had like pool and stuff. Mm-hmm. This was what 40 years ago. Okay. And so he, he worked it and they had a premiere for one of Jackie's first movies in the States and Jackie came up and he got popcorn oh wow and said it and my dad gave him popcorn that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome. <laughs> really cool
0: that is awesome
1: yeah you don't get a lot of those stories from people who work at
0: movie theaters now <laughs> yeah you know uh, well you know it doesn't it, the premieres are fancy events yeah. they're very strictly controlled and all that sort of things less uh, you know and there isn't even a, a premiere tour of sorts yeah. Where they go to different locations. They just hit the big cities for the parties. Right. A screen happens to occur. <laughs> it's, uh, that. That's a. Uh, I wonder how much of that was a difference in time, and how much of that was that it was this foreign film. Yeah, that might be. I mean, the events were a little smaller, and then of course, how much of that was just Jackie just delighted to come see his movie. Mm-hmm. You know, get to see the reaction of mm-hmm. specifically
1: a Colorado mm-hmm.
0: audience. All right, well, uh, we seem to have run out of discussion for, uh... Oh, man, I've lost the whole title now. Strike, raid, boss, <laughs> guy, lord, dragon? Dragon, 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 lord. Bastard. <laughs> dragon bastard. We didn't even
1: talk about the matchmaker's great line. Oh, yeah, or we didn't talk about the, the finale, the greatest pun ever.
0: Oh, well, I mean, we gotta, we gotta
1: okay. mention the so pun. The, the, it's the, multiple puns. The, the, okay, so the finale is, okay, there's this final... Uh, Final battle with the dude with the milky eye. It's really, really intense. They, uh, they get sloppy and sloppy and sloppy. And then Dragon and Cowboy start pummeling him with rice
0: sacks. And you just start stacking him. They, they bury, bury him. They just pile all the sacks on top of him. <laughs> there were, what, at least three lines in there? Yes. And it's uh, they're spectacular.
1: The first one, I, I can't even You got the
0: one. sack. He wasn't pulling his weight.
2: I, mean, I think Dragon said it. No, I mean uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Cowboy said it first. He said the the he got the sack he wasn't carrying his weight and
0: then i like, we just where's our kung fu film it's just constant one-liners back yeah, and forth it, it was spectacular mm-hmm. it was a great way to <laughs> see this is why
2: we need to record us watching so we can yeah. get these reactions of oh
1: my god he yeah. said he got the sack i was so excited <laughs> I, I could not control myself <laughs> also there was a point where they went to go see this matchmaker it doesn't really have any greater crazy. greater bearing on yeah. anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> they 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 hit her with a, a, a slingshot, which comes back later to be pretty important. The slingshot does become important. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think he puts <laughs> on <Before>? screen the was <laughs> brilliant. Chekhov's gun at its best. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but they they shoot her in the butt. She turns around and <laughs> sees who it is, and then smiles because she knows that their parents are rich. And then she goes, "You." bastards and walks so it was perfect the way the dubbing lined up the way her demeanor changed it was perfect
0: beautiful anyway All right. now we um, can okay. conclude <laughs> that was uh, Dragon Lord hey I got it that time mm-hmm. alright and that was our our first movie mumble that was new for me and for Tim woohoo I certainly had a blast and it has absolutely reminded me that oh yeah Scott might want to go watch some more Kung Fu movies <laughs> like I said they just sort of get left by the wayside mm-hmm. and I need to change that behavior mm-hmm. what did you think Tim?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go to Blockbuster right afterwards (laughs) this. rent a bunch of kung fu movies. Uh, Get in my time machine.
0: So next month, uh, I am up to pick, and we will be watching The Skycrawlers. Uh, Our IMDb description here is, A group of eternally young fighter pilots, known as Kildren, experience the sudden loss of innocence as they battle the enemy in astonishing dogfights above the clouds. Which uh, honestly is about as good a description as I think you could come up with without. So, I wish you would have just uh, laughed when uh, you heard children. <laughs> children. <Yes. laughs> the, the, I think that was an original <sighs> word. And uh, it, the rough translation actually, more literally, is kill dolls. Oh, okay. okay. It's just the term mm-hmm. they they is yeah, It's, a, it's yeah. an anime sci fi, uh, but the technology is a little older, sort of World War II type stuff. The planes all okay. have propellers, these machine guns, that sort of thing. So, uh, it's a nice, interesting mixture of 2D and 3D animation, Ooh. Um, which I think turns out very beautiful. And I'm eager to see what you guys think. So, that'll okay. be our next month. You feel free to watch and then sort of watch along, if you will. At, at the end of every podcast, we will be announcing what the following month's movie will be. So, you can sort of keep up with us if you'd like.
1: Or watch it in preparation for our commentary, Mm -hmm. or watch it after our commentary so we can
0: ruin it for you. Yeah, (laughs) whichever whichever you prefer. (laughs) It is entirely up to you. And uh, I think that brings us to a nice little wrap, nice little bow on top of our package. Joel, Tim, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you all next month for Movie Mumble Episode Two. Woohoo! Bye. (laughs)